Welcome to No BS Engineering, the podcast for developers around the world who care about their careers. Join us as we share ideas, war stories, and talk with special guests about how developers can up their game and move their ah, career. Forward. I love that sound. Welcome to another episode of No BS Engineering. My name is Cal Evans, and my co-host is Mr. Mario Peshev. Say hi to everybody, Mario. Hey, everyone. Good to meet you again. Hey, it has been a while since we've been able to record. I think February was the last time that um, you and I got to sit down and record something. So it's it's a wonderful time to, um, it's a great chance to catch up and um, talk to you. Yeah, uh, we, just, gotta, we, we just need to do that more often. Or, or rather, we, we should schedule things ahead of time so that we say, hey, let's do this again in a month or something, instead of just waiting for someone to just shoot an email and say, hey, can you do it next week or so? You know, and if only there were software available that would let us schedule things in advance like that. <laughs> Somebody needs imagine, to write one of those. Can you imagine? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll see if I can't get something on our calendar just so we don't have to um, do this um, every now and then. Yeah. Um, hey, we've got a great topic today. Um, this is most of the topics that we do. I try to record evergreen stuff because you and I have been around the block a few times. We've learned a few lessons and we like to share those with those who are coming behind us so they don't have to make the same mistakes. But today we're going to talk about, um, I, I've called this for lack of a better topic, the, the COVID grab bag. Okay, we just got a series of topics that we want to talk about uh, for a few minutes that are all related around the pandemic and specifically doing business. So um, and basically, I'm, I'm interviewing you at this point, Mario, because you're the one running a business and um, I, I can share insights into what, it, what it's like as a developer. But, you know, the, some of these things are unique to business. So I want to get your input on this. Um, first of all. Um, now, did y'all actually shut down? I mean, you're in Bulgaria. I'm in the U.S. I don't know what y'all's lockdown schedule was like. Um, what was your lockdown um, like? And are you now back in the office or are y'all still all remote? Yeah, so essentially we are fairly on-site located in general as a rule of thumb, simply because the type of work we do is, uh, you know, emergency handling for some high traffic websites, meaning that every second matters quite a lot because most of the time we do have thousands of people real time on site. So once again, every second delay means, you know, losing a lot of money, right? Uh, so with that in mind, even though we started as a distributed company back in the day, over the past three to four years, we've been uh, primarily based at the office and we definitely do see a difference in terms of, you know, productivity, efficiency, communication, everything else um, working, you know, remotely. In fact, uh, I had two days off, like just earlier this week, Monday and Tuesday, and uh, you know I took a vacation because I had to work remotely. And since I had to work remotely, we had a you know, project launch and some other things. I saw firsthand the difference between being you know remote as compared to the office, right? Like something happens, everything goes radio silent, you know, five people gather together, discuss something on site, take some action plans in place and so forth, and, and then jump in and, and solve the problem. And I'm just outside of this conversation, you know, it takes too much time to, you know, get everyone in a room, set up Zoom with decent quality, blah, 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 everything else. So the difference is staggering for a fact. Um, last year, what we had as uh, kind of action plan, we did have two lockdowns. Um, one of them was for about two and a half months. The other one for probably a month and a half. 
So on average, we spend, you know, about four months fully remote due to, you know, like countryside regulations. Yeah. Um, once again, there was a staggering difference. It's something that we knew. It's something that we expected, uh, especially during the first peak. Productivity dropped uh, exactly 49%. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was literally trending half. Uh, now, of course, I would account for other important areas that normally don't exist in a remote environment, such as people who have zero remote experience whatsoever, uh, junior developers, uh, all the craze around COVID, you know, everyone was just watching the news all the time and like talking to friends, are you okay, are you feeling fine, blah, blah, blah. Uh, kids at home because schools were non-functional essentially. Oh yeah, that's a time sink right there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and additionally, people who simply don't have any remote or rather aren't used to working remotely. So, um, I mean, essentially they didn't even have a proper workplace at home. Right. So even if they grab their laptop or monitor from the office or anything else, they just have to work from the couch table or the, the kitchen bar or someplace else where it's not really an appropriate place to work. So with that in mind, that's definitely something that we saw as a major change. The second lockdown was slightly better, but productivity was up about, you know, 10 to 12 percent, still not too much. But then again, I mean, this is also the nature of the business, and it's a lot different in a product, you know, company or whenever you work on a three-year-long action plan, and there's not a lot of changes on a day-to-day. Let me interject because um, I made a joke uh, when you said kids. I said that's a time sink. I love kids. Um, my my point was not that don't have kids. I, my point was when I have kids around, I play with kids, and uh, but. In the bigger picture, I think all of us have had situations in the past year or so where, whether it's um, kids or relatives or somebody, we've had somebody that's not normally here that we're having to take care of. I mean, um, right now, my wife, the lovely and talented Kathy, is up taking care of her mom. And, you know, the discussion was she might have to come down here to to be with us, um, to, to convalesce. So, you know, having people around is... Um, is what I meant by, you know, kids are a time sink. Um, Uncle Cal loves to play with kids. So, we, you know, we, if, if I've got kids in the house, you know where I'm at. But um, so, you know, but you, you brought up an interesting point. Um, there is a learning curve to remote working. And I've been actually remote more in my career than I've actually been in an office. And I take a lot of this stuff for granted, but people that don't normally do this, yeah, it's more than just taking a laptop home and plop, uh, uh, setting up on the couch. You know, you, you've really got to set up a, this is my work environment. And my, my computer that I have here, um, I think I have exactly one game installed on it, you know, and I don't play that one that mm-hmm. much because this is not, where I come to play games. I've got an Xbox if I want to play games. When I sit down here, the mindset is I am working. And if you haven't been exposed to that, if you've not been doing it a while, or you've not had somebody mentor you on the proper way to remote work, you might not know that. And you might think, oh, I can just set up at the kitchen table. Or uh, a lot of people, my mom included, thinks I sit on the couch all day and just with my laptop in there. And so I was like, no, not all, not at all. Um, so you're right. You know, that, that's going to that's gonna affect productivity. 
insurers. And but yeah, once again, I mean, there are different situations. I know that some companies are, um, well, if not more productive, at least they're cutting expenses this way, or they are uncovering new opportunities. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean that uh, th- this was definitely a good experiment. Once again, uh, we started fully remote, but uh, there is a difference between having you know six people on staff, six experienced people with consulting or freelancing expertise and so forth, starting remote, and then the difference between having sixty you know people plus, and you know some of them like just not really being um, experienced in any way with remote working. Not to mention the fact that, you know, we do have two office managers, for example, right? Like, what does an office manager do if you don't have an office, right? We do have cleaning staff, which is an agency that depends on our services. And we do have, like, other services that, like, ordering breakfasts or fruits or that kind of stuff for the office. You know, like, some activities just drop off and we don't want to, you know, kick people out. But eventually, you know, some of those roles are literally just on site, right? Uh, or event manager, right? <laughs> I mean, with COVID, again, there are some virtual events, but you know how it goes. So this posed some different perception in how to handle work, in how important it is to have the ability to work remotely, and also how much impact does a kid have on a family once you have to work from home and there's a kid at home all day long. Knowing is cool. Sharing knowledge is even cooler. In my book, Uncle Cal's Career Advice for Developers, I share with you five of the most important pieces of career advice I've learned. Get your copy today by pointing a browser at bit.ly slash Uncle Cal. I want to share this knowledge with you. Now, um, how did the lockdowns and, and COVID in general, how did that affect your hiring? Um, did you change your procedures or did you just stop hiring or, you know, how did it affect it? So what happened during COVID was weird. So I, I would say right now we're recording end of July. So it's been what almost a year and a half since COVID uh, kicked in. Yep. And the first three to four to five months were more or less um, tricky in terms of work. Um, You know, some businesses were affected, so we lost some plans. Some businesses weren't sure where things are going, so they tried to, you know, just stay on the safe end and, like, trim some budgets just in case. So the first three to four to five months were mostly like this. However, what happened next was quite intriguing. Most businesses said... Well, okay, I mean, things are looking good, and especially, you know, when we, uh, you know, get closer to Q4, most businesses magically open new opportunities for work, right? It's either the event season or Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything else happening during the later part of the year. The Mm -hmm. summer is slow in general for the majority of businesses, so most of them were saying, hey, we can't wait forever. We've been essentially on hold for the past six months or so. So we have to essentially work and operate in a in a similar mode, right? So in that matter, business was back to normal. Uh, we actually closed new plants and so forth. And what happened is that retaining talent became harder than usual because 
the vast majority of the companies had to go remote, meaning that some people who were normally going to be cut off because of you know not being productive at work were left again at work because you know the company didn't have any remote policies so lots of people were just um you know had the great opportunity to not do a lot of work while getting paid at it so this meant fewer people on the market additionally uh there were other people who were just job hopping because they said well if i can work remotely i can work remotely everywhere so i'm just going to start job hopping and looking for you know higher payroll because i can then there were some people who said hey like i'm only going to work remote because we do have remote right now so we are just only going to see opportunities at a remote period right not from a health perspective not from anything else it's just like hey i can take an advantage and like if i work in an environment that's like not remote friendly this is my best chance to switch to a fully remote environment right so a lot of those things happened in a short period of time which meant that you know we lost some talent unfortunately we had to start hiring a lot of our hiring process was hey we only take remote jobs now even though remote didn't exist like six months ago um and uh, yeah so this however also enabled us to relaunch our training programs so we hired about 10 people across three different departments and you know the past few months they have been going through our onboarding process and we are super happy with them because once again uh since the main question was essentially how did COVID affect hiring we did lose some people who were you know looking for fully remote jobs and like hey now i can work in companies i wanted to work at but i didn't want to work at their offices but they're remote so now i can just work from home for them but at the same time we also gained access to new motivated junior talent that had no opportunities whatsoever in terms of hiring because all companies went remote and they said nope everyone knows that you can train juniors remotely so essentially you know gain a couple years of experience and then goes again yeah so again we tried to tap into the opportunity that was created which Excellent. was companies stopped hiring junior people so essentially we had all junior people at our disposal that that that's wonderful i i I applaud you for um, for reaching out and, and making that step and um, trying to, to still invest in the junior developers, even when, you know, like you said, a lot of people weren't doing it. I was blessed. Um, I started a contract in December before everything locked down in March, and I was already remote with this team. And then the entire team went remote. And uh, it's been interesting. We've We've learned a few things, like when there is a emergency situation, because Zoom is now prevalent everywhere, we just fire up a Zoom chat room and we're all sitting in there and um, um, talking about as we work things through and we'll screen share and say, hey, what about this and what about that? And it's fun because we have very intelligent stakeholders and they know where the Zoom link is so they can join in and watch us. And occasionally they actually chip in and say, hey, you might want to try this or, or that because they know the system well enough so that they can help. So it's it's been interesting. I had not done that in all of my um, remote career. It's always been on hybrid teams and I've not done the whole Zoom um, group chat as we solve a problem. And so it is very interesting. Um, let me ask you this. Um, we'll close the grab bag out with, um, from a business perspective, how has it affected you finding clients? Are, are you still finding clients? You talked about things are slow and 
like you said, we're recording at the end of July and Europe is about to go on vacation for August. I mean, you guys just shut down and, you know, go, go on you vacation. Know you know, do what? Yeah. You know the drill. <laughs> yep. It, it, it was a shock to me the first time I was working um, with an international team and all of us like, okay, we'll see y'all in September. So, but um, how has the, the pandemic um, affected your, your finding clients? Are you still find, are you still able to find them? Yeah. Um, I mean, we do invest a lot in marketing, meaning that we don't rely that much on door to door sales, so to speak. And marketing works 24-7, which is amazing. Uh, so it's doing great. Like, uh, again, I would prefer to have more events so that we can actually meet with people in person and build relationships and then uncover opportunities in the long run. But we do get lots of inbound leads, lots of referrals and recommendations and partnership leads. So definitely work-wise, uh, it's been fairly, fairly good uh, for us. Once again, I don't think that the tech industry felt this uh, too much with some exceptions, like lots of tech companies working with, for example, restaurants or hotels or, you know, tour agencies, it was definitely devastating for them. But what if you work for a food delivery service, right? You can't oh, yeah. really scale fast enough. I mean, it was just the, the holy grail of development was food delivery services or any sort of shipping and logistics and that kind of services. Also med services, you know, pharmacies, shipping online and that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. companies in these departments, they were just, you know, hiring like crazy, like scaling three to four times, something that was unseen in, in uh, former years. So with that in mind, yeah, tech was definitely, uh, I don't feel that tech was affected that much uh, with the exception of the first maybe six months. But in addition to vaccines coming up, I think that trust was kind of uh, brought up and therefore, you know, we had the opportunity to kind of uh, reshape and, and get back on track. Okay, uh, let's close it out with this one question. What is the one thing, the one change that you've made during the pandemic that you probably won't go back to the, the way you were doing things? And this wasn't on our list. So if he goes, um, I, 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 that, that's because I threw this one out at him. And he's never heard this question before. <laughs> uh, I'm used to that. Uh, but essentially, I would say that the main thing is uh, taking better care of ourselves. And I think that things like better hygiene and just um, not having as close as, you know, well, not collaboration, but like just sitting right next to each other with people and just hanging around too closely was something that was normalized across the board. Like having a smoke break with lots of people just, you know, sitting to one another or like having people just, uh, well, gathering in the same conference room, you know, stuff like, you know, <laughs> like Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's something that we haven't really imposed ourselves. It was self-imposed by everyone in the industry, meaning that we do keep uh, better distancing between one another. Mm -hmm. And we just stay safer, you know, use more, you know, soap and the other side of antibacterial creams and gels. Mm -hmm. And this is something that definitely just improves hygiene as a whole. And not just for COVID, but like for all sorts of other threats and flus and, and that kind of stuff. Because once COVID is over, we're still going to struggle with summer flus and winter flus and that other things. So uh, I'm pretty happy that more people are conscious about that and we are generally sticking together in this. Yeah. Excellent. 
Very good. Hey, Mario, as always, it is a pleasure to talk with you. Um, I uh, am glad that um, you guys are staying safe and thriving in this environment. And um, like you said, the tech sector has not been hit as hard as a lot like the entertainment sector and things like that. So uh, we've been blessed in that um, in that respect. So I'm glad that um, you guys are, um, are are thriving. Audience, hey, thank you for joining us for another episode of No BS Engineering. Um, if you like us, do us a favor. Go out on your favorite podcasting network and give us a rating. Leave us, you know, five stars or whatever. If there's something we can do better, please drop me an email, cal at calevans.com. I'd love to hear from you. And, of course, we'll see you next week right here on No BS Engineering. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.